people uh, talking, we're going to talk about Christmas tonight in the morning. And over those holidays, we said I'm going to talk on some of the big stories from the Bible. And so, presents. Do you? Well, we've got this pile under the tree of my presents. I want to talk this morning about three colors in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 3. And uh, whenever I talk about this, this is for the fireers in the room. I always like to start with this story. There was a fire that started in grasslands close to a farm. And so the farmer pulled the fire brigade and they're there and they'll come in and they're there trying to get it under control but they just couldn't get it under control. And so they said, well why don't we call the volunteer fire brigade in? And so after a little while the volunteer fire brigade rocks up and, and they did something a little bit different to the regular fireers. And the regular fireers were all out in front with their hoses out, trying to douse this fire up, but the volunteers just rode straight into the middle of the fire jumped out frantically, got their hoses and just started spraying frantically everywhere and got the thing under control. And eventually they sort of pull out and um, there's a couple of little spot fires left that the, the regulars cleared up. And, and the, the farmer was so impressed with what they'd done, he decided to donate $2,000 to the Royal Fire Brigade, um, even though he was stricken financially from it, he tried to um, give them some money and, and they were interviewed by, uh, by the TV station after this. Like, what really possessed you? You guys are the heroes in this story. Like, you came in and you, you just went into a bravery right into the middle of the fire where the other guys, they were just out in front, but you really saved that farm. Yeah, and you, I think you've got a reward. What are you going to do with the reward? Oh, well, the first thing we're going to do, says the fire chief, we're going to pick our brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, some people this morning that are not afraid of fire, and actually, in fact, this is uh, a story we named our, our youth ministry after many years ago, being of people who are not afraid of the flames, and not afraid of what the flames mean in life, and, and the outcome of that, and what it means to actually see the gospel, the kingdom of God, and the flames in the midst of that. And so I want to talk from Daniel 3, and so we're in a situation here where Nebuchadnezzar is king. And Nebuchadnezzar has, has gone, he's conquered at 600 BC, he's conquered most of the known world, a whole bunch of places that speak the same language, a whole bunch of places that don't speak the same language. And he's, he's got there and he's got king and he's captured a whole bunch of young people from different nations and he's got them working for him and serving him. And what he decides to do, as any good king would do when you're controlling most of the known world, well, this should be something that really honours me. And so he goes out to the middle of the largest area confined and decides to erect a 30 metre statue of himself. A 30 metre gold statue right there in the middle. And not only was that good enough and enough compensation for him, he decided that it was a good idea then that whenever we play some music, whenever the radio comes on, everyone needs to bow down and worship. And so they, they started doing this and they started playing music and they said there's a full band, band the Bible says harps and lyres and euphoniums and trombones and tubers and um, even bassoons. Um, and they all started playing and everyone bowed down except 
There are these three young, young Jews that just didn't obey. And so the astrologers in the day got very jealous of this. And the astrologers went up to Nebuchadnezzar and, and, and you know these sort of people. They're the sort of people that sort of just want to rub up against and, and go, I'm going to get myself promoted by get everybody else in the place fired. They're the group that just stands together in a workplace. And so they go rub up against the American king. Now when the music plays, what's got to happen? Everyone bows down and worship. Yeah, well, these three young guys, they're not doing that. And you said, if nobody does that, they're going to get chucked inside a burning furnace. And so these three lads get brought before the king, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Go make sure I don't say and um, these young lads, they were, they were very special to, to Nebuchadnezzar. They were young lads that he had trained and equipped, and they were smart and bright. They'd risen up, they'd got OP1s, they'd studied, they'd studied at university, they, they had degrees, they were serving on these special people um, around him, and, and they had the best jobs, and the astronomers were jealous. And so they got brought before Nebuchadnezzar, okay, I'm going to give you guys a chance. Band is time to start up. Let, let's get a song going. And they, they strike up and they, they sit down and they stand there. And they don't bow down. But we have one of these great, great speeches. Oh, there's, a, there's a picture. Um, I'm back up there. There we go. Um, so it's like 30 meters high, the stats in there. And then we get this wonderful speech that they give in verse 16. King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not defend ourselves before you in this task. As if we were thrown into the blazing furnace, who God will serve as able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty, that we will not serve your God and worship him in the soul that you have. And then the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar got furious and he chucked them in a fire. Like I said, maybe it's what happens when we get the near-death experience. Maybe what happens in our life. Um, Alfred Nodal, in 1888, he woke up one morning and he, he got the paper. And staring at him in his face was his own obituary. And he started reading this thing, astounded that he had died the night before. First of all, he hadn't really received that news. What had happened is his brother had died, and the journalist had got it wrong, and then started reporting on else And in there, they spoke a couple of lines about him, but then he called him the king of Dreymark. And he started thinking about this, which is one of his inventions, was called dynamite. And he started thinking about this, is this what I'm going to be remembered for? They have remembered one of my 351 inventions that relate to me as a merchant of death. Is this really what I want to be known for? This is not what it's like. And so he changed, changed his will and he got his will set up. And so when he did eventually pass away, he set up his will with five different amounts of money to create a legacy to give a, a, a prize for law and a prize for chem physics, chemistry, physiology, literature, and peace. And later, a sixth category of economics was that. 
And of course, today we remember our company only this and then the peace that no longer is by. It's amazing what near death experiences will do to us. It's amazing what we had. Here were three lads that had a request and they knew if they followed, if they knew if they, they stuck to what was inside them and they followed what was deep inside their heart, that they'd be put to death. But instead of saving themselves, they would rather die than dishonor God. They would rather face death than lose their integrity. You know, there'd be a lot of excuses to bow. We could probably come up with quite a few. It's okay, I'm just going to bow with my body. But in my heart, I'm going to stand. It's, it's okay. What I'll do is I'll bow today and repent tomorrow. Like, you know what? I should just bow down here because I'm no use to God if I'm dead. And I can serve him so much better right now if I'm still alive. We can come up with a whole bunch of excuses, but they didn't. They took a stand. And in doing so, they created space for God to perform a miracle in their lives. You think about this. What, had they bowed down to the statue that day, they would have survived. They would have lived. Had they found out the fact that they definitely would They would have been saved by the living next thing. Not the Lord. There would have been no space for a miracle. Probably wouldn't have been recorded in the Bible. We wouldn't be talking about this, this morning if that's what had happened. And, and I wonder if sometimes we miss out on the miraculous provision of God because we don't take a stand and we don't face the fire. I wonder if sometimes we get delivered from situations by our choices where God wants to deliver us through situations with his miraculous hand by actually entering the fire that's in, in front of us. Imagine if this was your, your boss or your teacher or your lecturer. Um, I'm not saying that your boss is going to erect a 30 meter statue to himself. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. And I wonder if they started asking you to do something that lacked integrity or, or go against your values and, and your morals. I wonder what your response would be in that situation. Here's we've got Jewish boys that have been taken from their home lacks the connection with their heritage and their parents and their teachers and their families and yet still in the midst of that, still in the midst of that, they rose and they had so much in their lives to lose. They had great jobs, they had great houses, they had things, they probably had relationships in it, they had it all. And they owed it all to them. In actual fact, in a lot of ways, he would have been like a father to them training them and inspiring them for their lives and how easy it would have been to let that relationship change the integrity and change the stand inside them. So bow is not bad. And they came up with that amazing response. God, majesty, your majesty, we honor you. God's going to deliver us from this. Yet he is in God. We want you to know that he is the God who is served. I wonder what your response is. I wonder what your response is to the fire in front of your life and the place of that event. See, there's one thing that's for certain. The devil hates what goes on in his voice. The devil hates what goes on in your life. He hates the fact that you're a person who comes here and receives hope, a person that comes here and receives life and joy, a person that needs to find direction and know there is a destiny and a purpose and meaning for your life. 
he absolutely hates those things and he wants to put all manner of giants and statues in the way of trying to do it. He wants to put lots of alcohol looking at you. He puts different situations and things aren't going well with your husband or wife and then all of a sudden there's someone kind and nice that starts talking to you and starts treating you nice. When a pop-up comes up on your computer screen or you're scrolling through on Facebook and some things pop up in there, these, these places that try and draw you out and, and pull you in, breaking your integrity. He doesn't want you walking around with what you know. He doesn't want a bunch of people walking around knowing that they have access to the full provision of heaven, do every blessing of Jesus, made for a purpose, able to create a chasing environment around themselves. What are we doing with the giants in your life? See, the thing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they looked at the giant and they said, well, this isn't, they're not afraid of this. God's going to be the one that delivers this. And there's a couple of things that they did. Number one that they did, which you see right there, is they worshipped God. Number one priority in their life is God. Nothing else is going to get above. Not family, not friends, no situation, no circumstance is going to come in their way. It doesn't matter if they're isolated, fully picked on, left alone. God's number one. Number two, they were together. They were together. You notice in the Bible that these three guys are never mentioned on their own. You never see Shadrach mentioned, you never see Abednego mentioned on his own. They're always mentioned as a group of three. They were together, they were strengthening each other, encouraging each other. They did life together, they were in group together. You know, the Bible says that one can put a thousand in life, two will put ten thousand in life. But if you go by those stats, the three of them can put a hundred thousand. And they band together. Number three, they weren't afraid of the fire. I wonder what fire is in the life of Facebook. When I was seven, fire was Dr. Cameron with a giant needle on the other side of the doctor's surgery. Needles are my favorite thing as well. I used to think of school tension each year and I, I'd be there and I would make sure that, oh, I knew where next. That's okay, that's the time to go to the toilet right Oh, we missed my other thing. That's okay. But it's amazing how the family doctors, they just let you come in later there. And they create heaps of space for you. And then it doesn't matter if you hide on the bed, under the bed, under his desk, run around his room. He's still going to catch you and get you with that needle. I, I still love needles so much so that when um, Susan and I were engaged, we were driving down the highway. And her mum was also a nurse. And they were talking about, when Susan was going track, talking about giving needles. I had my hand on the handle of the door at 100 k's an hour, deciding what was less painful. Each been going past all the conversation that I was engaged in. I, I wonder what the fire is in your life. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked with no fear. They had faith in God, they believed in Him. They didn't have faith in their circumstances. They didn't look at that with their circumstances. The fire of my friends and friends. I was 16 and hanging out with them, my church buddies who decided that, oh, you don't drink? Well, we're going to force you to it and try and keep you down and, and it's a good idea to get drunk. And, and so bullying and isolation, the fire of isolation, the fire of loneliness, of sadness. I wonder what situations Jesus has put you in with the fires in front of you that he doesn't want you to back down from or back out of. 
And God looked down and, and, and thought your work dying for. I wonder this morning if you look at him and say the same thing, that he is worth paying your life That he is worth giving your life for. God's children aren't intimidated by fire, they know that fire purifies. It refines our life, it shapes us into his image. So we might not be people that build a 30 meter statue to ourselves, but there's a little bit of Nebuchadnezzar in all of us. There's a little bit of someone that wants people to honor us and worship us and, and think well of us and uh, bow down for us. We might not do it by grabbing a big statue and playing music aloud for people, but we might do it by exaggerating a story so that people think more highly of us. We might do it by lying on our resume or uh, putting others down or, or hiding the gray areas of our lives so that others think better of us than what we are. I, one of those things that we don't find our security in Christ, we always hide behind our promises. We don't find our security in who we are in Jesus. We always hide behind the hypocrisies in our lives. And I've tried that. It gets very tiring. It's extremely exhausting to do that. There's a fine line that we're praying, your kingdom come. There's a fine line before that changes to Lord, my kingdom. So Ned got upset, and he got furious, and he ordered, that's it, these guys, you just got listening to me, and ordered the furnace to be heated up seven times higher. I stung that we accidentally turned the dial too far and put pizza in, and get it out five minutes later, and got home. Hungry now, now it's time to close. And so he ordered the strongest men in the army to find out that they're actually shackled and then go, and they got the ropes, and they bound them up, and they um, found them up and they went through them in fire. Now there's one thing that they didn't realize in fury and in danger. That as they threw the three men in the fire, the fire was so hot at the entrance of the furnace that the men that were throwing them in actually died from the heat and the smoke and the flames that were coming out the front of them. And so they sat there for a little while and they were looking into this furnace and sitting down and all of a sudden after a few minutes what should have just been Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego barbecue. Nebuchadnezzar looked in and he saw the three of them standing there. It wasn't three anymore. Now there was four of them walking around. And he jumps up with the excitement. There's three of them in there. They're walking around. And there is a fourth one. And it looks like the Son of God. And so he ordered the furnace off and he pulled the, the three of them out. And the Bible was very clear on this, that they were wearing some fine clothes that day. They were wearing some beautiful robes that day that might have looked almost as good as this. And they were in the turban and in their robes. And when the three of them were brought out, the Bible says that on them, no, there was not a singe on their clothes, not a hair on their head was singed, and nor was there even that. The smell of smoke. Oh, I want to come home from camping. And um, I come home from camping, I think it's great. I think I smell fine. I've been hanging out with three boys. There's a bunch of boys in front of the fire for three days long. And, and Sue's come and she's just wanting to touch me. And she's just going to the shower and go, go, you can wash your own clothes today. Um, not even the smell of smoke is on the look of that next year's drive. 
Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servant. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into a pile of gold. No God can save this one. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. They had, these three guys had a giant, they had a giant statue in the front of their lives. Caught them, try and rip them off, try and steal from them, try and kill them. Now Jesus was with them and he rescued them. And the best part, the best part is after the fire. See, when we go into a fire that's in front of us and trust that God is the one going to deliver us, the best part of this, just like when Elijah was on the mountain and called and prayed, his prayer wasn't that fire was coming to him, but his prayer was that he didn't recognize that the Lord was going to be trusted. When we go through fires and miracles happen in our lives, why so others will recognize the worship? So others can see and worship that the Lord is God. And, and then, just as an afterthought in all of that, which was not ever anywhere on the radar of these three men, they were promoted. I wonder if sometimes we, our integrity, we let our integrity down, we, we compromise our integrity, thinking we're going to get promotion, thinking we're going to get to the next point, the next level. God is sitting there going, I just need you to keep your integrity. There's another promotion waiting for you. I need you to keep your integrity. Let me be the one that promotes. Let me be the one that takes you on. I wonder if there's any fires in your life. If there's anything you're missing out on in the world because you're not willing to give it all to you. Uh, this morning we uh, look at the lives of these three young men. Just amazed that they can stand in front of the furnace with a king taunting them and a whole bunch of people taunting them and, and stay in opposition to an entire nation that we all worship God. Well, there's things that stand in front of us this morning that tempt us and say, just lower your integrity, just drop it. We'll make it through what you do this. Just do this one thing and we'll get, we'll get promoted. We'll get, we'll get rewarded. Lord, if you want to be a people that stay known, we will worship you, Lord, and we stand before you like Lord, we trust in you to be the God of the most. We trust in you to be the one who will stay. And that we ask that you will sustain us this fire and that there will be the miracles that bring us to Maybe there is a fire in your life, there is something standing in front of you, and you can even come to them and be in faith. Lord, that as you worship, you can invite you to come forward and pray that you can stand in your feet and As we come to worship this morning, we're going to pray for silence. Uh, like three, four, and three, four weeks. Um, and pray for mum and dad. Um, and eight years ago. 
Father, we just thank you that you are God who delivers those who know you that are strong. And so we just ask you to start with God. We just ask, thank you for the life that he has. Thank you for the life that you've given and the life that has come through so far. And we just ask, Lord, that you might put him, you will be founded, and it will be that there will be homeless on his life. Lord, I know that he needs that. 